1: Tonight on The Cooligans, it is a super special episode. It is a, look, a little pregame before the MLS is back final. Uh, we're going to be talking about the semifinals, how we how we got here, and we have an incredible, special, special guest, Alexis. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We talk about a bunch of stuff, but most importantly, we talk, Oh, actually, he talks to us. <laughs> Landon <laughs> Donovan is going to be on this show. Okay. That and more. I can't believe there's even more than that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the Cooligans.
2: What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah,
0: baby! Yes! <laughs> Landon Donovan! Yeah! <laughs> Look at this. I'm on a roller coaster, man. <laughs> <bro. laughs> I mean... Five years ago, when we started this damn show, <laughs> we thought we would never even get in a room with Landon Donovan, and while we still haven't, we got him on the show
1: due, due to the restraining order. I uh, <laughs> but, doesn't count
0: over the internet. Thanks for being on the show, baby.
1: Thank you, technology. Yo. All right. Uh, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans the special. Uh, the Cooligans uh, MLS is back. A little pregame, okay? Uh, the finals coming up. Uh, in uh, in a couple moments but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh- it's,
0: it's it's gonna happen which is you get to chat with us Oh, and I don't know, a legend. We go
1: that's right. We are going to be joined by Landon Donovan uh, today, uh, head coach of the San Diego Loyal. Uh, and you, I don't think you've ever heard of uh, anything else he's ever done, right? Uh, that's yeah. that's
0: <laughs> What? I mean, I think he did other stuff before, but he man, did what a legend with the Loyal, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll ask him about his uh, his resume. We're, we're, we're very unfamiliar. Uh, no, we're super excited. Hello. But again, hello. Welcome to The Cooling Is. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer program on television. Yup, and it also happens
0: to be the gulliest. All right?
1: okay, uh, yeah, and this uh, it's gonna get the uh, you know our conversation with Landon Donovan is gonna be exactly that because we're gonna get into uh you know uh, some of the drama in his career. You know, maybe some of the uh, you know the issues
0: he had with some coaches. You know, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you know, maybe maybe uh, people who ran the the men's national team. You know what I mean? Maybe they butted heads a couple times. Exactly. You know what? We'll chop it up about that. Uh, We'll ask him. Maybe he has stories, or you know, maybe goals that he scored that means we're probably not going to get a lot of listens in Algeria.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we uh, it it sucks to hurt our uh, Algerian demo, but you know we have to we had to have the conversation
0: when we were talking to the people in marketing. I mean. About demographics, we were going to hit big. First of all, I look like everyone's cousin in Algeria. Let's start
1: there. (laughs) You know what? We we're hit in Algeria. (laughs) Yeah,
0: is that? Is that?
1: <laughs> is, is that, that my? Is that, is that my blood relative on this yeah. comedy soccer program? Uh, is he my
0: cousin or yours? Because I feel like he's both of our cousins. <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, look, a, a lot to uh, look forward to uh, this program. Obviously, the MLS is back uh, final, which is yes, well, it is. Uh, you know, it, it's eight thirty Eastern time uh, on ESPN. So make sure you watch that because that ESPN is on FuboTV, bro. That's right, son. Okay. All right. Bro, they, all you got to do is, I don't know how you scroll up,
0: swipe up, <laughs> you hit yeah, your little Roku the, button. The app, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're good. There's a lot of way You can use your mouse because you, <laughs> you're on the computer. You know what <laughs> I mean? Fubo's so, everywhere.
1: So Por- the Portland Timbers will be taking on o- Orlando City. Uh, exactly
0: how you all guessed it would end up <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of wow, this tournament.
1: My bracket didn't get busted. I'm all good, you know? Yeah. No,
0: bro. This is what I've been saying. Orlando going to win this thing. I don't know. About y'all. No, LAFC, is- not even gonna no, make no, no, it to no. the
1: final. If, if five, 538, you didn't know what you were talking about, okay? Nah, son. <laughs> no, but uh, look, obviously. Uh, we Which talk- scares
0: me because they also do numbers for the election. <laughs> Please 538 get your shit together.
1: Okay, well, we should have like uh Orlando City uh you know running the ballots this yeah, time around. Yo. Oscar
0: <laughs> okay. Pereira, what you thinking my guy? Poppy, okay. what you thinking? <laughs>
1: so look, uh let's talk real quick about the the semifinal matches. Uh Philadelphia uh took on uh, took on against uh, Portland Timbers. And took on uh, against? Took on against. It took right. Does that that's took not on. took on
0: against. Took <laughs> you, on the you put both. T- All right, yeah. you, you had both options and you said, <laughs> you know what? I'm giving <laughs> you both. <laughs> uh,
1: and Portland wins this two to one. Uh, I think the, the main highlight of uh, from, from this game was uh, how poorly Philadelphia played. I, I, it was a bit of a shock. Um, I,
0: thought- I just think they got figured out. You know, it's one of those things where it's like whatever, you know, in soccer, you can't, it's not like the NFL where they're like, all right, they got us on that play, but let's draw up blue 32. You know what I mean? Yeah, there yeah. is none of that. They, it's, we make a decision at the beginning of the match. At <laughs> the first drink break, you're like, all right,
2: oh, hold right. on. They're okay, <laughs> okay I think they, they kind of got us. <laughs>
1: what
0: were they listening to, <laughs> to what we were talking about before?
1: They, uh, Brendan Aronson, uh, I was just completely locked down. Didn't he I, didn't have the same three, freedom, three, of,
0: three, four defenders wrapping around him. That was yeah. the midfield.
1: They, they messy. They, they 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 had messy rules on uh, on Brendan Harrison, uh, which Which is is, great
0: if you're a kid. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's obviously flattering
1: but frustrating. Uh, But they did, uh, you know, they didn't allow him to really move around much in the midfield with the ball. He was he was very frustrated, and so so was Sergio Santos. Uh, But I mean, but just. Portland did their thing, right? I mean, like the the, the issues with set pieces for Philadelphia were just kind of a bit of a surprise. I, I think this has sort of been happening in in uh, a lot of these quarterfinal matches and semifinal matches, where like once you give up the first goal, there's something the. The the possibility of leaving the bubble seems a little bit more exciting, so the yeah. energy is not really there for the rest of the game. That's why, like, halftime.
0: Philly was like texting there, 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 <laughs> wags like, yo, look, I know we're, we're down right now. Look, I think I'm gonna see you real soon, honey. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe get get close to the airport in the next few hours.
1: <laughs> you know, Same things, thing things with, will be different. Uh, uh,
0: Orlando, uh,
1: I mean, was w- just incredible. I, I, they, they are playing with. A a a of just a they're rejuvenated team. I'd the go- Adrian Heath Darby?
2: was
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Adrian Heath Classico? Yeah, was, like uh, yeah, just- man. It's I thought Minnesota, but I think this is the thing. It's just that whenever someone goes up against Orlando, I pick the other team because. In my head, it's still Orlando.
1: Because nature, you know, because of
0: the way of the universe. (laughs) Yeah, because it's Orlando. No offense, Orlando, but, you know, if we look at the body of evidence, you know what I mean, would suggest that y'all ain't built for this. But clearly, Dom Dwyer was right when he was on our show. He was like, no, I think you all be surprised. You were right.
1: Don. Hey, buddy. Yeah. And yeah, and just Dom Dwyer, Dom Dwyer just had knee surgery, so he's going to be yeah. out for a, a little bit. So I hope he yeah, gets back soon and quickly. Um, but the fact that, I mean, Nani, Nani was unbelievable. Nani's been obviously MVP of this tournament. He hasn't necessarily um, had the most goals or done whatever, but he's just been, uh, he's had
0: the most highlights probably. He's just
1: been there when they needed them. Yeah. And, for sure. And, and this is what, where you see like that, that, This is what a designated player is supposed to do. Uh, That that golazo uh, on uh, that right foot curler uh, that got past
0: Tyler Miller was was unreal and I did the the defender I mean what do you do in that moment you've got a runner coming this way and you've got Nani in front of you you know he could curl it and he and then he did that slight feint to look like he was going to pass like what do you do in that moment there's just nothing you could do but what do you think is going to happen in the final do you have a Uh, I think Orlando is going to win 4-0 how about that
1: (laughs) look I'm I'm going to go with the hot hand. I think Orlando a home field advantage. Um, I there there is something that is inexplicable about this team. I I, I think Portland are very very good and and especially Portland's
0: incredible. But now Orlando's going to lose because we pick them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like we don't pick them, they keep winning. We pick them, they're going to lose.
1: I it just I I think they are going to. It's just, it's a good matchup too. Especially I love it's 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 two Latino head coaches. Savarese yep. against Pareja. I think they're really going to like. It's it, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, uh, they but, should
0: put an empanada in the middle, and whoever wins gets to eat the empanada. Oh, well, so <laughs> they should they,
1: they should remove the the Adidas <laughs> logo and put a big empanada. Is that no what no suggest-
0: <laughs> put an empanada literally on a table in between the two <laughs> men. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to eat that empanada.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Instead of the, 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 the that's what the fourth referee will watch.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> got just... a fifth re- referee, an empanada referee. He's just staring at it. Uh-huh. Nobody okay. touch
1: it. He was, he's wearing kitchen gloves. <laughs> Take <me laughs> out. We
0: got an empanada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the golden empanada. You can't touch it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, look, they, uh, again, the MLS is back. Uh, final will be 830 Eastern uh, tonight. Watch it on ESPN right here on Fubo TV. We are going to be talking to Landon Donovan in the next segment. I cannot oh, believe it. Oh, <laughs> Don- Oh, the co-leading goal scorer for the U.S. men's national team, Alexis. I-
0: that Landon Donovan. I thought you meant the accountant
1: in Midtown. We get, we get them confused all the time because that accountant a legend too, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's Jurgen Klinsmann's accountant.
1: <laughs> Look, uh, uh, so yo, know, we'll be joined by Landon in just a moment. Uh, let's talk real quick about the MLS uh, regular season returning. Uh, they've they've put out the, the everything the plan. seems
0: super smooth. <laughs> no one has any problems with it whatsoever.
1: They've put out the plan. They put out the schedule. Um, there's already been a, 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 some concerns over, like obviously the teams are going to be playing in in their home markets, and some uh, cities are allowing them to play with fans, uh, uh, most without. Uh, but this is one of the issues that uh, you know people are obviously concerned with because public gatherings should not be happening. Uh, so th- the FC Dallas, I know, is one of them that is allowing. Which, I think it's five thousand one hundred and ten. Fans,
0: bro. Uh, I mean, FC Dallas also had what 10 positives, right? Were they, were they did they have 10 positives across the team? Something along those lines, yeah. Enough that they got essentially had to leave, they were asked to leave yeah. the Orlando bubble, you know what I mean? That's like <laughs> your cousin shows up to uh shows up to Thanksgiving drunk, you know what I mean? And you're like. I'm sorry. There's kids here. We're going to have to ask you to leave. And then they want to throw a party at their house with an open bar. <laughs> That's essentially what's happening. They're like, hey, did just, you not
1: learn? Just inviting all the kids <laughs> back to the... <laughs> the dr- I got drunk- video
0: games, dude. Just move the vodka over. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, Dallas? Uh,
1: look, I think any sport that is uh, trying to have uh, fans in the United States is, it's, I mean, it's, it's reckless, right? I mean, there's no other real way to, to put it. I mean, and there I know is- like
0: USA, has had some...
1: Yeah, look, but it's still, you're putting yourself in danger. I'm not, I'm not, like, I understand that every city might be different, but yeah. we're, we're seeing and there's that...
0: probably a way to do it safely, but I think that there's so many variables attached to that, yeah. that it would seem like the safest thing for everyone involved is if y'all stage ass at home and watch this on <laughs> HD, you know?
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, because uh, what they're doing
0: right now with televisions is crazy, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> I heard you might be able to watch in 4K, whatever <laughs> It takes. I said so I'd rather that than four K people be at the stadium. Do you get
1: what I'm saying? So look, uh, you hope that again uh, nobody one uh, has it right and is going right. to the stadium, but statistically, that's obviously not uh, very likely. So. You you just hope for everyone's safety. I don't understand what.
0: Europe, Atletico Madrid has, uh, I think, three players tested positive. They're not going to have to quarantine. They can't be a part of Champions League or Europa. I forget what they're in. Like nonetheless, like these things are serious, and and we don't want the fans to get sick. We don't want the. I mean, some some cities and states. I mean, they're letting the kids go back. No one's wearing masks, so some (laughs) people are just like, whatever, COVID, no COVID, who (laughs) cares? You know, high five everybody gets it a little bit. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, So look, it's it's unfortunate, and and. Again, you just hope uh, that everything is uh, uh, works out as, as best as possible. So, Also, who uh, wants
0: to be outside in Dallas in this temperature? Really? I know, you want to sit outside?
1: A, yeah. I mean, it might be t- difficult just to even get 5,000 people. I don't even understand. What, that might be challenging. <laughs> the heat and COVID-19 can't be – You know, it's not a good selling point.
0: I wish 5,000 people would try to explain to me that Pax and Pomico video of their restart. <laughs> I honestly don't get it.
1: I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I mean,
0: it. you and I have very different comedy, so I get. It. If there was one fart sound in that whole video, I would have laughed. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm highbrow. Yeah. Okay? Was, if
1: you haven't seen it, yeah, it was uh, Pax and Pommacal walking out, kind of excited about the restart, and then it was like, uh, uh, uh Cobra. DJ. Yeah. yeah. Cobra was uh was uh you know uh, DJing, and it was then he just started playing this like techno music, and it was silly, and it was dumb, and it was I I think I, it
0: was silly, and it's weird. It's like that perfect level of MLS weird, yeah. where like. Don't take yourself wildly serious. Play with it. Just the bit didn't land for me, but okay. clearly it did for Christians. So you High, did something right. Mr.
1: Highbrow comedy, of Alexis like,
0: Guerrero. I'm like, you know what? I'm wearing one of those director scarves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting back in a chair holding a pipe. I'm like, have we thought about a whoopee cushion? Have we thought a whoopee cushion? Honestly, one fart sound would have just, it would have made me giggle. I didn't get it. But FC Dallas, you're trying, which is more yeah. than you've done in the past, baby. Good for you.
1: <laughs> so the just a couple uh, notable, so uh, FC Dallas and Nashville because they were both uh, sent out of the bubble, they to to uh, they so they missed three matches. Uh, so the way they're going to fix that is gonna they're gonna play three matches against each other.
0: They're doing their own competition. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's the, yeah the uh, the MLS is bumped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the battle for masks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be playing each other, uh, and then uh, aug- uh, August
0: twentieth, uh, the the Hudson River Derby. I mean, so then we're, we're, it's which, by the way, NYCFC. Is gonna play at Rebel Arena. Everyone on the internet was like, "Yo, the front office, yada yada yada." Where's that same energy from when Toronto said they're playing <laughs> at Rebel Arena, my guy? We do okay. our own bubble. <laughs> just do the whole,
1: yeah. The the new bubble is gonna be just Rebel Arena, bro. Right, just Dallas,
0: say. get the DJ down, <laughs> down, down
1: down to Rebel Arena. Uh, so look, a, a, a lot th- this month uh, is gonna be it's gonna be wild. Obviously, it's gonna be wild, but we're really gonna look forward to what the MLS season is going to look like, and we are right. Uh, we now, hope. right, <laughs> right now, now, who we got? Landon Donovan will be with us right after this break. Come back to the Cooligans Living Room FC as we talk to Landon Donovan
0: everybody thanks so much for listening to the podcast we want to bring with the word from one of our sponsors us and you that's right
1: you being gully squad thank <laughs> you, you right so- now listening although you all it,
0: you've, yes you've uh uh you've contributed to this marketing campaign that's right thank you so much and if you're <laughs> listening and you're not in gully squad i'm not gonna say it's not thanks to you i think you already know that but you can this can be thanks to you all you got to do is join gully squad is mad simple you know it, what i mean because what yeah. happens is you join gully squad and guess what happens we show up at your house we so we don't care about the quarantine You know what I mean We show up at your house And we say yo thank you And then that's it We leave It's very odd Yeah
1: Yeah we, we break lockdown rules Uh That's how committed to you we are Alright uh-huh.
0: you, where, where you live in Europe <laughs> Be there in a few hours my guy
1: Okay Yo Boris
0: Open up the borders <laughs> Yo Latvia I I might have to use points But we gonna get there Okay we're
1: I've uh we're We're unbrexiting right now. (laughs) We've decided. We
0: here. What's good? (laughs) Is this Europe or not? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So yes, uh, join Gully Squad. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, awesome. Perks and privileges. Obviously, we have a. a I like a, the
0: hesitation you put on perks, man. Even <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what do we got?"
1: <laughs> you can uh, obviously the the, the the our Slack channel, uh, our birthday parties, dope Zoom Zoom hangouts. Uh, it, it has it has
0: it all. So yeah, and pins and and pop sockets and you know uh, cool stuff. It's just one of those things. Like yo, you're supporting us. Uh, it doesn't matter the level. You're gonna get some dope perks. You're gonna get a chance at exclusive content. You're gonna get a chance to hang out chat with us and yo like the slack channel it's almost like just a big group chat there's like people sharing food to do on the road once we get back on the road people sharing pictures of the food they're cooking while they're on quarantine people sharing pictures of pizza and i'm roasting it we do other stuff than food don't we christian <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah a little bit i mean look there's uh, people sharing uh, m- uh, music that they enjoy it's, it's its own community of of soccer fans that uh, appreciate comedy and appreciate uh, other things in life that they can uh share with you. Each other, uh, and it's really growing into something that's that's organic that is not really about christian and alexis and it's beautiful to see so
0: i know it, it's bothering me it should constantly <laughs> be about us but also they get a chance to to be a part of the show when we have guests we ask them what questions should we ask when we say those are gully squad questions yo those are questions directly from that slack channel from gully squad so if you're a member of the gully squad and you're not in the slack channel get on that what are you doing it, there's exactly. not a lot of you there's like a few of you that there's haven't a, like
1: there's a few there's, there's almost like i think maybe three 30 or 40 people that are not in the Slack channel. It's that, what a
0: handful of people. Come on, <laughs> get in
1: here. Get in there. Uh, so, yeah, again, go to SoccerCooligans.com, click on the Join Gully Squad button,
0: and uh, and get on board, man, because you're missing out. Hell yeah. So- SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad. All right, baby, we're back on Cooligans Living Room FC. This is absolutely nuts. <laughs> I don't know. What did we do? What good karma do we have that made this person say, yes, I'll do your show? Has he heard the show?
1: <laughs> There's no way he could have. There's no way. He no, uh. this is
0: nuts. I'm I'm as excited as I think I've ever been. Uh, just to get a chance to speak to, I mean, this is what, how many legends have we spoken to? This is the top, top of the totem pole when it comes to American legends. Uh, let's see, maybe you're a huge fan of San Jose Earthquakes, and you remember this guy. Maybe you're a huge fan of LA Galaxy, and you remember this guy. Maybe you're a huge fan of Bayer Leverkusen or Everton, like Christian, and you remember this guy. I hope I didn't miss any, uh, what, uh, Bayer Leverkusen 2 at Bayer Munich. I think that's all of them. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, maybe you're a huge fan of San Diego Loyal, and you know who this dude is. Ladies and gentlemen, pull your car over and put your hands together for the one, the only, Landon Donovan!
2: <laughs> Landon. Hey, you, uh, you forgot the national team.
0: Oh, and I'm wearing the show I know, <laughs> man. But, wow, it's
1: just like, yeah, you just uh, missed that part of the, the you know, the,
0: you the, the part highlighted of part of the resume. <laughs> yeah, I, we should have let Jurgen Klisman write your intro, I'm joking. <laughs> he might have that. <laughs> Already? Already <laughs> with the jokes?
1: <laughs> um, Landon Donovan, it is an absolute honor to have you on our show. Uh Thank we, you. Look, we've been doing this, uh, it, it, yeah, it started out as a... Does up. it ever
0: get tired? <laughs> Do you ever get tired of being called a legend? <laughs>
2: I mean, there's worse things in life, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That's a good way to put it. Look, uh, let's. Yeah, like what my in laws say
0: about me. Sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let us begin, uh, with, uh, you n- not discussing, uh, Alexis's issues with his in laws. Yeah. And let's talk about your, uh, career. Let's start uh, at, with the present right now. You are wearing the San Diego loyal hat. You have gone into coaching. Uh, what has that, uh, experience been like for you, uh, in San Diego, uh, and, and working with this new team?
2: Uh, Mostly a disaster. No, um, (laughs) if, if you if you told anybody that their first head coaching job would be in 2020, where after two games you get hit with a global pandemic, they'd probably say, like, that's a story that Hollywood wouldn't even believe. But we've um, we've played six games, I expected to have a lot of stress, I expected to lose all of my hair, I got a tiny bit left but not from a global pandemic and everything that's gone on. I thought maybe we'd go on a three-game losing streak, and that's what would cause it. It's been pretty crazy. Um, the amount of the amount of soccer versus other stuff is very small, unfortunately, up to now in the year, but hopefully we're getting back to some normalcy at some point.
1: Yeah, we, we've all been on a losing streak, right? All together, the entire <laughs> world. Uh, so yeah, I'm been- sure no one,
0: <laughs> yeah, no totally. one's like, dude, I can't wait to go into coaching, and I hope we're all completely alone and have no fans ever showing up and we yeah, have to exactly. lock down for months. That's it's not, like the, way, your not the way I dreamed of it. No. No. They don't go over that during the A-level certificate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is not something
2: when, they prepare you for.
0: How, how is it, how difficult is it for you to coach though? Cause I'm sure you're talking to some of your players and you're just like, yo, why can't you do it the way I would have done it? You know, the greatest player ever produced by America. <laughs>
2: Well, what I keep reminding myself is that um, I also didn't know certain things right early on, but you have to be taught and then you have to practice. So you learn quickly uh, which players pick up things quickly and you can work with players individually in that way. Uh, but the reality for most of the guys at this level is they've just never been taught. right? They've never been told how to do things at an elite level to be a professional. So... It's, uh, it's humbling at times because you have to say things over and over and over. But then I think yeah. back to myself. I had to learn things over and over and over until I got it.
1: Okay. And what, what's incredible. the um, – I, I, a lot of people, uh, co- new coaches get asked this question, but what, what, what is the thing that you now respect coaches for now that you have gotten into coaching that you <laughs> didn't really uh, you know, respect while you were uh, just
2: a player? Everything. Honestly, everything, because there's so you guys know, like doing this show, right? Like people probably tune in and they go, Oh, it's just two guys hanging out with their microphones. And like, but there's so much preparation that goes in, right. To put this on in a, in a
1: way oh, that landed, you must have not seen this show before. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, is on your there someone preparing the for us? Because I know we ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
2: there's so much that happens to make it right. And so you can do this job very lazily and very easily, but you're not going to be successful, right? So it takes time. Um, I think the energy used on preparing training, uh, running training sessions, then dealing with just 25 individuals on a daily basis and all the things going on in their lives. There's, you know, a player came to talk to us for a half hour today because he has an option for next season and he's trying to plan. He's two months from maybe being out of a job. Or being here again next season, yeah. right? And he's trying to figure out, and I don't have an answer for him yet. But you got to have that conversation and be honest with him. But meanwhile, you know he's a, he's trying to figure out his life going forward. He's two months from having no paychecks, so like there's all these little things that go into it, and it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. But if you want to do it the right way, then you have the conversations, you prepare the right way, and you give everything because it's it is these these guys' livelihoods, and I, I care about that deeply.
0: When when you look at sort of where the state of American soccer is today, you know, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but when you were playing on the men's national team, you were what top 10 in the ranks for FIFA for many years in a row. Uh, And now it's not going so well. What are what are some of your just initial uh, thoughts on what's happening in American soccer? What what just as someone who's now a fan?
2: I mean, how long do you have?
0: <laughs> Bruh, how long do you have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. this all day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think there, so there are a few pieces, right? Every cycle of national team, so every four-year cycle leading up to a World Cup, you sort of have the group of players that you have. And so either in some years you have you know, better players than you have in, in other cycles, right? And we went through a stage where we had a couple like down cycles just from a player standpoint. But long term, if we really want, because we could talk about each World Cup and and most World Cups for the U.S. are like a bounce goes this way and you advance out of the group. Bounce goes the other way and you go home early, right? Like that's where we are when it's Brazil or Italy or Spain or Holland. They don't get to that point until it's like the quarterfinals or the semifinals. But if we want to get to that point, we have to start developing players that can play at that level. Like we, we never have had. A Messi, like most teams have, but a Cristiano or even some of like the top elite players around the world. We haven't had that. So if we ever want to get to that place where we're going into a World Cup saying we're going to get to the quarterfinals, no problem. And from there, we'll see what happens. we got to develop players that can play at that level. We haven't done that yet.
1: Well, I, I would also say, you know, those other countries have not had a landing. You know what I'm saying? There's All a little right? bit of, uh, you know, they're missing out
2: a little
0: bit. <laughs> oh, oh you got a, a message, but me. where, where's your stock in the Donovans? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ask my
2: mom, it's very high, she's about the there only one go. who feels that. <laughs> All
0: right, we talked a little bit about American soccer. Uh, this is a question that uh, came up uh, recently on Twitter. Gary Lineker said, Uh, after the, uh, I believe, the final match of the uh, Premier League. Hey, America, you finally have a world-class player or potentially a world-class soccer player uh, with uh, Christian Pulisic. Yo, Landon, talk that talk, all right? (laughs) What you mean, finally, right? Put some respect on your own name, Landon.
2: (laughs) Well, I'd argue we've had quite a few. Um, I mean first of all, how do you define world class, right? So that's
0: a, By you. By Landon <laughs> and Donovan.
2: I, mean, you know, I don't know how to define it, but you know. Christian is certainly uh world class. But I think we've had I think we've had plenty. I think it's a you know it's just a guy who doesn't really know a lot about American soccer making a kind of offhand comment. So you know whatever. But I would argue we've had quite a few.
0: When you see Christian Pulisic though, does this remind you a little bit of you. Obviously it's a different time. There's different access that you didn't have when you were coming up. There's different, uh, you know, things that, that, uh, scouts even just so much that that can happen for Christian Pulisic, which the world of soccer in America wasn't prepared that way for you. When you see this, this is remind you a little bit of your come up, or do you think, do you think he's better Um, than you were at that age? Oh, there's no question.
2: He's better than I was at that age. That's, that's unequivocal. Um, There are some similarities I see, although they were just totally different eras um, in, in how this all has come about, but he, I mean, this guy's scoring in FA cup finals. He's, he scored in, you know, champions league late around stage games. Um, He's doing it literally at the very highest level. And so I don't think there's any question that the only, the only question remains is how long will he do it for and how high can he go? Right. I mean, like what's, what's the ceiling for him. And then also We need that for the national team too, right? And he hasn't had a lot of opportunities. Unfortunately, he didn't have the chance to go to the World Cup in 2018. But now I can't wait to see him with the national team on that stage um, do it there because that's going to be really special.
0: I agree. Man, I was so hoping Landon would have been like, Psh, she ain't nothing. You know? <laughs> That's what I was going for. I wish I could, but I not I got to be honest. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, one other thing I, I have been, I mean, I never thought I would ever get a chance uh, to to speak to you about this in my in my entire life, but it, uh, you know, y- your goal against Algeria, right? Uh, obviously, I'm sure there's uh, uh, hundreds of people that have come up to you and been like, oh my God, when you score that I goal. I dropped my <laughs>
0: burger. <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> um so I I'm going to be another one of those annoying people and tell you what I was doing when when you scored that goal but no obviously oh. when you, when that goal uh was scored I could I it felt like it shocked a a a soccer consciousness into my life of like mm. it it felt like wow, I didn't realize exactly how much I cared about this sport. I'm Dominican. I grew up with baseball and all this other stuff. So it, it was like the connection was instant. I'm like, man, I was uh, jumping on my bed, losing my mind. Um, but cool. I, my question for you is how did th- that goal affect your life? How, did your life change in oh, any way yeah. w- when you got back to the United States?
2: Yeah, it changed in a lot of ways. Um, first of all, I was single so that certainly (laughs) helped let's go Um, (laughs) oh
0: so you scored more than the goal
2: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah living in uh, southern california and scoring that goal and being single was was definitely a good thing um but i it's it's mostly that everywhere i go when i meet people they have a story about that and so what i realize is that it did just like you it it impacted them in a real way and turned them onto the game. Right. And I, and that is like, since I've been a pro at 18 years old in San Jose, whether it's conscious or not, you are an ambassador for the sport in this country because it's just not, it wasn't as big as the other sports. Now it's blown up and it's much, much bigger than it was, but we're constantly ambassadors. So in one moment to like, do as much as 10 years of just grinding out doing appearances, media, interviews, all this stuff can like change it like that is really powerful. So it's totally changed my life in a lot of ways. Um and it's it's been it's been really special cuz so many people have come up to me and said, "I never watched soccer until that moment and now I love the game." And that's really yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: When you when you watch replays, and I'm assuming you do this all the time, just constantly day. watching. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? I know I do. Uh, and I didn't score it. But when you watch those replays, what goes, do you remember that moment? Do you remember that ball sort of being parried or directly to your foot? Do you remember yeah. that actual moment? Or is it like one of those things where like a car crash you're like, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. It actually is.
2: It's a little bit, um, a little bit like in shock. Right. So, First of all, I didn't experience the goal through the camera angle that everybody else did. Right. So you're watching from above or above and to the side, but I experienced it, you know, head on from what I was seeing. So it was different in that way. What I do remember is turning after I score, turning the corner and seeing Stuart Holden jump off the bench and us like meeting in the corner flag. So that part I remember, but like the lead up to the goal, I for whatever reason, I don't know if your brain just does this on purpose, but I don't remember a ton of it. It was just all instinct. Yeah. It's too I mean, late. It's just too yeah. late. Your brain has to. Blast I it just, it mean, out. yeah. I mean, there's too many wires going it, crazy.
1: It is just. Here. It's kind of a shame that your memory of that moment is the you know Stu Holden's frosted tips coming yeah. at you. you
0: yeah. Yeah. That what is. A, I agree with that. What a, what a shock that your brain didn't black that out. That it <laughs> <laughs> it is too. Shame. Oh my God. I mean, I just remember in that moment, it was one of those things where everyone around me started to care more about the sport that it seemed like for a long time, only I cared about. So yeah, thank you for your feet being in the right position. (laughs) I have to remind people like the end
2: of that game. And actually I watched it. uh, Fox showed it like a month and a half ago on the day or the day before the anniversary, 10 year anniversary. And I hadn't watched it back. So watching it back, I realized how much we were able as offensive players to just cheat up the field. Cause we had to score. If we lost two or three or 12, zero, it didn't matter. We had to score a goal to try to win. And our back five, our goalkeeper, our back four, Michael Bradley did so much work defensively and put out so many fires to just let us go. So like, yes, people talk about me finishing the goal, but like Josie in the right spot, Clint doing what he always did to get in front of the goal. There
0: the was a throw, lot of the throw yeah, from the Tim throw, Howard is right. out of this world. That's further than I can kick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they. uh, You know, it. It could have been like. You know, sometimes I watch it back and I'm like, almost. You know, I remember. I remember feeling like when when Dempsey, obviously the shot got stopped, but like when when that happened, I'm like, I was I was so furious at him for that microsecond, and then you Hmm. came in and 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 saved the day. So I'm glad it wasn't just that memory of uh of you know of Dempsey. missing or whatever yeah we all are
2: uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, so the other thing I wanted to uh, ask about real quick was, um, we, so we had a question from one of our uh, Gully Squad members, uh, Corey Burrington, and We were, this is obviously a subject that has come up uh, often, especially you, you mentioned, you had mentioned the World Cup. But during the World Cup, you had done a, a promotional ad for Wells Fargo, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously Mexico was in the World Cup, and you also, <laughs> a lot of people may not know this, but you're also a, a beloved dude in Mexico uh, as well. Uh, and you were, you, you, had, there was a photo. It was shared on social media, and it was uh, you know my other team is Mexico, and uh, bro, you got flamed for this. People got really upset with you. Uh, so wh- what is you know wh- what were the uh, what was some of that? Just you know, not the worst stuff that you heard, but what was the sort of response? And did you laugh it off, or was it? Uh, did you take any of it personal?
2: Well, as human beings, like it's hard not to take things personally, right? Um, I think the issue was, is when people just see, uh, like you holding a banner and a picture and it's like anything in our society, you guys know this now you read a headline and you make an assumption in your head and that's all you know, you don't care to read the article. You don't want any nuance. You don't want to know why. Um, I grew up playing with Mexicans. I grew up in Southern California playing with Mexicans. 95% of my club team were Mexican players. That's why I learned Spanish. I had just gone to play in Mexico. And fallen in love with this town that we went to in Leon. Um, I have many Mexican friends. So when Wells broached the idea of doing it, I thought, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm, 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 I actually, all of CONCACAF, I genuinely want to do well when they're at the World Cup because it helps all of us, right? And I said that actually in an interview a few weeks before that came out and it didn't go over well. I probably (laughs) should have learned my lesson. Um, But the reality is, is like, I thought it was, it was a fine thing to probably, in retrospect, it wasn't the smartest thing to do for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but you also learn that when you read a hundred comments on the internet that are negative, there's like a hundred million people who really just don't care. <laughs> so, like, you get caught in a rabbit hole, and you guys probably know this too. You make one comment, oh, yeah. and someone, and you're just like, you know what? You can't win. So, just live my life, man. Keep keep moving forward. Um, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Well, at the, at least it's like. Um uh like there is a that that like it felt it felt uh genuine like it was i'm like it 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 sort of felt like that that there is a sort of good sign that people were so mad at you or that the sport is now at a place where people will be mad at you for that you know what i mean that's true
2: well you (laughs) have to remember yeah that's true you also have to remember that was like the height of like building the wall and in all right, the right. presidents, like terrible rhetoric about Mexicans and that they're rapists and all this. So, like, it was stoking a lot of flames in probably racist people. And mm-hmm. so they see me with this, and they're like, you know, f you and screw Mexico, and you know. So it was kind of like it was terrible timing in that way too.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I, you know what? I'm glad you did it. I'll be yeah. honest you know landing
0: <laughs> <Orale. laughs> as as oh, yeah.
1: Latinos, it is uh you know bridging that uh that that gap is uh is significant so uh you know sure. shouts to you for doing that all right you hey, look i'm i'm wearing the, the i'm wearing the full outfit i gotta ask <laughs> i gotta ask about Uh, The Toffees. Uh, um, You, obviously, you played at Everton. uh, Short spells, uh, but, you know, I, I became an Everton fan because I saw that they were one of the few Premier League clubs that were bringing in American players. And that was my connection to the team. I saw Tim Howard. I saw you. I'm like, all right, this will, all right. This seems like a simple decision. Um, What was your time at Everton like? Uh, I know fans had a a lot of love and and respect for you. Um, But what was, what was that? Like making that jump there and playing for that team and and finding some success.
2: Incredible. So, and the the reason it started, I'm a very uh, loyal person. So when I feel respected, loved, accepted, I reciprocate, right? And so the day I got off the plane, I'll never forget, I left on New Year's Day from LA, arrived in Manchester, went straight to the stadium with my agent because they were playing an FA Cup game at the stadium. So I got there at halftime and I had like a beanie on, big coat, scarf, like I wasn't very recognizable. And I walked in the stadium and I swear from the second I got in the stadium, fans, ushers, workers there, Everybody was like, hi, Landon, welcome. Great to have you, Landon. Welcome. Great to have you here. And I realized really quickly that, one, football was everything to that little city. Yeah. Because everybody there, like, it was everything to them. They knew everything about, so they knew I was coming in. They knew I was coming on loan, and they, they knew I was coming that day, and they were expecting me. So from the moment that happened, I was like, wow, this is a special place. And uh, the players were the same way. The coaches were the same way. It was, it was a perfect place.
0: When you look back at that moment, though, I remember watching and thinking there's got to be an immense amount of pressure on on Landon Donovan at that moment, because the talk was how great is Landon Donovan? And there's always that thing of, oh, but they play in MLS. And regardless of how much Christian and I will try to tell people that the skill set, the skill level here is great and blah, blah, blah. People still say, oh, but that's MLS. Now you're stepping Mm -hmm. onto the Premier League stage. And from from the offset, you were playing incredibly well, and I was I was hearing people that were anti MLS starting to turn their ideas. How much yeah. added pressure was that on you? And do you think that if you would have possibly been able to stay there, that might have turned more heads posi- in a positive direction towards MLS or America, the American player? Probably, yeah. To answer
2: your second part, yeah, um, but subsequently, a lot of players have gone to the Premier League now. American players, so I think that stigma's pretty much gone now at the time it wasn't um I'm forgetting the first part now
0: just how much pressure it was for you to go there and did you have that in your mind
2: I didn't feel pressure going there because I knew it was a short-term loan so for me I just didn't expect that I would play all the time and I thought it was going to take time um but that changed quickly because the first week the first week we played Arsenal away
0: I remember I'm an Arsenal fan yeah. And the day of
2: the game, uh, David Moyes, the manager, said, we're going we're gonna to start you tonight. So I didn't have any time to think about it. But the other piece that was great about that club is it was a really established group of players. So like they all were professional. They cared about the club. They knew how to get results in the league. So I was just a little piece of that. Like in MLS, I was like, if I didn't show up and play well, we were going to have a much harder just harder time winning. But in this group, I just needed to like show up and be a good piece of the puzzle and let everyone else do what they do and I could help the team win. So it actually it was actually quite easy in the transition for me.
1: All right. And then when uh we should talk a little bit about the LA Galaxy and and your time there. I'm curious what your thoughts on the LA Galaxy right now. I mean, it's uh the, you know, we saw them at the MLS is back tournament and uh not looking great the, the last couple years uh you know we've spoken about it on the show it just seems like the cohe the cohesiveness and just real kind of defensive responsibility is is seems to be there seems to be issues there so what are your thoughts on
2: la, LA right now um it, i mean it's hard for me to watch too right I'm, I'm so connected to that club and i have been for for a decade plus so It is hard for me to watch. Um, I have no trouble with teams losing. Uh, That happens, right? That's part of sports. And other teams in MLS have gotten really good. So it's not like the Galaxy can just stroll out on the field and win every game. Um, The hard part for me watching is that I feel like a bit of the soul of the club um, has gone a little bit with some of the players. And so I'd like to see a group of players who just really, really care about the club. And I don't see that when I watch the games. Um, They try and they're trying to play hard and and the effort's good but I don't see the same level of dedication that I used to see and that that makes it hard to watch.
0: Landon you gotta you gotta be able to look at where MLS is today and kind of have a little bit of sense of pride right because you were a foundation the MVP trophy is named after you you are a cornerstone of this league but you talked a little bit about where the LA Galaxy are today. Do you miss the days when you guys made the rules for yourselves? Do you remember those days <laughs> when you could have four or five DPS uh, or <laughs> sign whoever you wanted? Wasn't that nice?
2: I didn't think you were going there with that question. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice when like, you get to make all the rules, right? So um, it's an easy way to win championships.
0: Uh, it was good. It was uh, fun.
2: Those were the good old days. Unfortunately, there's more fairness in the league now.
0: Boo! <laughs>
1: so, as far as the 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 MLS is back tournament, how uh, how have you been watching it just as a fan? What are your thoughts? I know you know, given uh, the the era, the COVID era that we are in, uh, I feel like out, you know outside of Dallas and Nashville uh, having to drop out of the tournament, it it, it, it has been entertaining, and there's a, you know I think fans should appreciate the fact that the the players are kind of taking this risk for uh, for our entertainment. But what has what has it been like for
2: you? I've loved watching it. I've loved every, every minute of it. Um, it, There's been some surprises, which you would expect to happen in a short tournament also because like state by state people were in different places, meaning, you know, some, some teams could train and others couldn't. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was, there was like different levels of how prepared teams were going to be. But I think it's been, I think it's been riveting from the beginning and I've enjoyed I've, I've really enjoyed watching
0: it. I think they did a really good job.
1: All right. That's awesome. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to try to get through as many questions as possible. we got so many questions yeah, from, a lot. from fans. Uh, and our gully go-
0: squad is like our supporters group, and they ignited when we told them you were going to be <laughs> on the show. Uh, we got one from Peter Carcy. He said, what's one thing you would change if you were the uh, USSF president? loaded question, I think, but <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> he did say one thing. So um, scroll down the list of the thing you can talk about publicly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one thing I would change. Um, I would probably have equal conditions um, for the women uh, in every way. Okay. So obviously, the, you know how they negotiate their CBA is up to them and those kind of things. But I think whatever happens on the men's side, including you know, charter flights or the fields you play on or the way you train or the hotels you stay, all that stuff, I think, should be equal. And a lot of it is, but I, I think that should be a starting point for for the equality discussion. All right. That's a,
1: that is a great answer. Uh, Grayson asked, uh, who, was the best, uh, who was the best player you ever played against and who was uh, the best player you ever played with?
2: Good question. So I played against both Messi, or all Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, uh, say all three. <laughs> <laughs> um, best player I played with was Frank Ribery at Bayern Munich. Uh, he just from a pure talent perspective, he had the ability to do things that I had never seen on a soccer field. I mean, he would—I can't even describe. Like sometimes the ball would come to him, and he would just make a couple moves or touch the ball a few ways, and he, and be by somebody, and you just had no idea what he did. It was—it was really fun to watch. Yeah.
0: Him and Aryan Robin looked like they were forty-five their entire career, <laughs> but they were so good. I, I can't, I can't grasp it. <laughs> uh, okay, the
1: other one. So this is this is a very, um, uh, very specific question. This is from Ira Jersey. Uh, he has how has uh, uh, he been integrating Nate Miller into your coaching staff? What duties uh, has he uh, delegated uh, to each uh, assistant coach?
2: It's a very good question. Uh, so Nate's been. Fantastic. So Nate, I uh, found, not found, I uh, came in contact with because he was the Lansing Ignite head coach in USL League One last year and had a really, really good season with them. And when I met him, I actually met him at the USL championship game in Louisville last year. And we headed off immediately. Um, he, in my opinion, is as talented a coach as I've seen in this country. And oh, I wow. think he's, I think he's going to be, he already is for our staff, but I think he's going to be a star. So my job is really to get out of his way and let him do what he's good at. So I don't mess it up. Um, and I, I think we have a really good working relationship together. And he's awesome.
0: going to be an agent.
2: I, I like it. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Thank you
1: so much to Landon Donovan for joining us. Uh, look, Amazing. Landon, you have to come back on the show because there's a billion things that we did not talk about that we need to get to. Specifically, the uh, the, the water fountain photo shoot. That we have to get to that. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: there's yes. so many
2: things we have to get to. So you're, we can do a whole
0: episode on just that. <laughs> so we you're, welcome a, co- <laughs> you're welcome we to come. You're
2: welcome to back. An episode on all the dumb things I've
0: done.
2: <laughs> you're welcome any
1: any time. Uh, Landon, is there anything you want to let people know before we sign off?
2: uh thank you guys for having me i really appreciate it um i had never listened i have to be honest i had never listened to you guys but when i told people i was coming on people freaked the f out so i appreciate it um i would absolutely love to come back and thanks for supporting this beautiful game i really appreciate it
0: all nah, right dude, thank you uh, for playing it as well as you did
1: <laughs> so Make sure, yeah, make sure you follow and support the San Diego Loyal. Follow Landon Donovan. Uh, make sure uh, you also follow at Soccer Cooligans, at Fubo Sports on all social media channels, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the show. Uh, so with that said, let's end the show the way we normally do. So for, uh, what an honor for Landon Donovan. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The,
0: the Cooligans! Landon just yelled at (laughs) Cooligans